Welcome back to another episode of Modern Day Rosies, the show where we focus on women who personify the legacy of Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter was a name given to many women during World War II who broke the societal norms when they went out into the workforce to complete jobs that were typically done by men. Modern Day Rosies are women who continue this legacy by making a difference and changing the world for the better. I'm your host, Savannah, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle has continuously broken through gender barriers in the radio industry and is paving the way for other women journalists to follow as the leading midday host at 96.3 KSCS radio station in Dallas. What made you want to become a journalist? Actually, I didn't... It's crazy because I never thought it was something I could do. I never saw myself doing it. I thought it was unattainable. Uh, so it, it was really a dream. It's not something that I thought I could do. Uh, I was always interested in music, and that was... Um, what I ultimately wanted to do was to be a musician because I came from a family of musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like growing up, we would... Uh, I played the keys, the piano, my dad played the bass, my brother played the drums, so we all played an instrument, and it was kind of like a, a family band, but, uh, so I, I fell into it. I was blessed with the opportunity, because I didn't think it was something that I could ever do, so when it happened, I, I thought it was just insane. I really, it is a dream. I didn't think I could ever be in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you get to running the midday show at KSCS? It's been a long journey, very long. It started in 2004, uh, so going on 16 years now. Wow. Yeah, um, so my mom's been an elected official for the majority of my lifetime, and I was helping her out at the National Night Out, ran into the local radio station, 99.5 The Wolf, and there I met Smokey Rivers, who's the assistant program director, still is here at 99.5 The Wolf, and I say here because now we're sister stations, which is full circle, uh, and he said, hey, you should come work for us, and I wasn't sure what he was talking about. Like I said, I never envisioned myself in that position. I just said, yes, uh, I want to work in radio because music was my passion, and so I went, showed up, to the office that they told me to it was kind of like uh I, I didn't know what I was doing honestly I just it was one of those you take a risk and see see what it's going to turn out to I didn't know what the position was I didn't know what it paid it was promotions ultimately uh started doing promotions at the wolf did it for eight months and then I transitioned into overnights I had no experience it was one of those situations where the person that was in that position had left and Smokey believed in me and gave me the opportunity to get on the air that weekend. And I said, I told him, I've never done this before. I don't know how to do it. And he said, well, if you suck, we'll take you off the air. And I sucked, <laughs> but he still gave me an opportunity. So uh, to him, I'll be forever grateful mm-hmm. because I actually stuck around there for a long time. And people ask me why I did. I did it for six years and that's not common. People usually stick around for a year or two, move on to another gig, uh, not overnights. And and overnights now is not even a position that's readily available. It's just music or voice tracked. But the opportunities, I, I've been always so close to my family, the opportunities out of state just weren't 
I guess big enough or appealing enough and mm -hmm. financially it didn't make sense yeah um, so I, I'm glad I did I'm glad I, I stayed in Dallas because in December of 2010 uh, I got a call from KSCS asking me if I wanted to take the job here so I did nights that's what the position I started here at uh, New Country 96.3 was nights and then a few months later, eight months later, eight is a magic number there, <laughs> Cumulus bought Citadel, which is the company that owned KSES, and uh, now we're under the same roof with the Wolf, so it, it, it became full circle, because now I do middays, and on KSES, and Smokey does middays at the Wolf, so he, as my mentor, and me as a student, are on the air at the same time. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So are you guys still friends? Absolutely. He will come into the studio and let me know when I have beat him in the ratings and congratulate me. So it's, Aww. yeah, it, he, because that just speaks of his character. So uh, we have a great relationship. I mean, yeah, there's competition, but above all else, there is respect, mutual respect. Obviously, I, I respect him a whole lot and I'm very thankful uh, because and it's important to have those people in your life. And I hope that if you are on this journey, you're able to find a Smokey uh, because they'll be with you for the rest of your life. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say was your most memorable moment from your career and why? Man, there have been so many, but probably meeting George Strait. Uh, that's one of those where you've grown up all your life idolizing an artist and you finally meet them and they're just like you it's like whoa okay <laughs> and, uh, what's next like it, he he talks and, and does everything else that all those normal people do like i i was really i had no words when i met him but that You're was starstruck i was absolutely starstruck <laughs> uh but you know those are one of those things that you could tell other people but one of the things like i think personally is just the opportunity that radio has given me to now be able to help my family when they helped me and I was doing overnights and that is huge. Um, for that I am grateful and that goes to show that hard work and dedication does pay off. And do you mean like just because the time it allows you to be off? Well, no, like I, when I did overnights I was also waiting tables at Chili's mm -hmm. to oh, be wow. able, yeah. Um, because radio didn't pay. I mean, I think I was making six dollars and six twenty-five an hour mm. doing that. Yeah, six dollars and twenty-five cents an hour. That was minimum wage uh, in two thousand four. And you know, y your parents, your family, whoever's around you, has to be very supportive in this industry because you're not in it for the money. So to them, I'm thankful that I they allowed me to pursue what became a dream that I didn't think was possible and. Now I'm in the position where I can help them. That's awesome. Yeah. What is something you want the public to know about women journalists? That we're better than men. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, some of us, most of us, all of us. Um, no, not not to not to slam on on men. I mean, I think we just. Um, we are very creative, we're very emotional, yes, but I don't want that to ever 
get in the way of I don't, I don't think we're any different from men I don't think we're less or more I really don't I, I just I see us as equals but I, I feel that any company any corporation needs women because that's that's another perspective that appeals to our listeners to our audience uh, and that's something that men can't bring and vice versa you know you need it you need to balance you need a balance in life and female journalists they're just so passionate I know that I they're so I know I'm so headstrong focused and always thinking of the next step and just as driven as men uh, but I think every organization needs a woman at the helm too because it's it's a different time and, and I feel uh, sometimes I may have been overlooked because maybe there was a guy in charge that didn't feel like I could have that position uh, I felt that that way in the past. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I'm sure other women can relate to that, uh, that they feel that maybe that's a disadvantage to them. But to them, I say, just keep working hard because your work will speak for itself and, and not your gender. That's good advice. What are some differences that you've noticed in treatment between men and women journalists in this industry? Well... There's, there's little details, but it's all in the details at the end. There's, you know, some advertisers that may prefer a man for whatever role society thinks it needs. And then sometimes you're like, no, it's not, you know, like I am so, uh, how can I say it? I'm very hands-on. And I think you, you know this about me. I love doing everything myself. I change my own oil. I <laughs> change my alternator. And I do that kind of stuff. And that's, you know, when if, if there's a client that says, well, we know that here's a more of a male-situated advertisement that I want to do. And it's like, no, you know, there's women out there that do that stuff as well. Because it's not that roles have changed. They've always been that way. Uh, and, and I feel that sometimes we're just not viewed the same because of traditional roles that maybe the media ourselves have put out there and are inaccurate uh, because like I said I can't wait for this weekend to stop raining so I can go mow my lawn I mean that's the kind of stuff that I do on my yeah. free time uh, so there's a lot of stuff that I think in the past the media itself has generalized with these uh, roles for women and men journalists in general and and overall that I don't feel fit and I think we're doing that ourselves with social media we're showing a different angle to what we do every day as women because we do handle everything yeah definitely why do you think that women journalists are treated differently or treated you know sometimes people would say that they're treated poorly why do you think that is it's always because I mean that's how people grew up maybe that's how uh, the culture was wherever they came up and and, and I, I feel like that has changed it, it's not it hasn't been like that for me mm -hmm. uh, as of recent maybe when I first got in the business you could see it more but uh, I don't I don't feel that's that's the case for me but I, I could you know I've seen some comments on social media and 
it's really just antiquated. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that is representative of people our age, mm-hmm. and maybe that's thoughts that the older generation has hold, held on to. Uh, and we hope to prove them wrong. Like I said, but with our work, we don't have to talk about it. We just have to do it. Definitely. Um, why do you think there are so few women journalists in leadership roles? I think a lot has to do with the men that have been in that position. Uh, it takes a man to make the decision to offer that role because they are capable. We are capable. We are just as qualified. We are just as educated. It just requires, I guess, to take that stereotype that we have in the back of our mind that is a preconceived notion that we don't really even think about. It's not that I think people do it purposely. I think it's just what they're used to and we have to change that ourselves. Definitely. What advice do you have for women wanting to make it in the journalist industry? Passion. You have to have passion for it. You have to be able to wake up and, and, and uh, you know, it's radio is the last thing I think about when I go to bed and when I first wake up, and that is so crazy to think, but it's just because they're, like, before I came here, and that's the reason I was running late, I was busy doing some content, because I had these ideas that I could not let me sleep, so I woke up in the middle of the night, I opened my laptop, and I did it, and I think that's really what drives us, and I think that's what women... Uh, it's just one of our virtues like we we do not quit we are very persistent and I think that's what makes us just rise above men is that we we get it done mm-hmm. uh, I mean as, as we I know my mom always got it done so my mom was a great example and I'm sure your parents were too that uh, you you finish the job and you finish it well not only what's expected but beyond that so I just encourage them to be passionate driven and don't worry about the noise because there's always going to be noise and there's always going to be naysayers but again your work will speak for itself Um, if you could change one thing about today's culture what would you change and why I really don't like that millennials are perceived as not caring or oblivious to the world because I think they're the most aware of the mistakes of our parents and what could come in the future if we don't correct the stuff that's going on right now that we just sweep under the rug and I don't think the generation of today will do that. I hope not. I hope my generation doesn't do it either. Uh, And we just don't point fingers either. So I hope we're able to not blame others for any problems, but find solutions. And just stop the negativity. I feel like that gets us nowhere. We can't progress if we're pointing fingers and dividing ourselves up over silly things that at the end of the day it really doesn't matter Mm -hmm. wow that was so good (laughs) Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add 
I just want to say, you know, this, this career is not an easy one. There's ups and downs. We're judged by ratings here in radio, uh, judged by other people, and criticized constantly. But you only take all of that and as a fuel. That criticism is fuel to, like I said, prove them wrong, make your work even better, and just be satisfied with what you deliver to your audience. Knowing that you're doing the right thing and it's that public service passion that we all have just to bring some good into the world. I think you definitely do that. Aw, thank you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been Modern Day Rosies, and I'm your host, Savannah. Let's stand together to create a better world, one story at a time.